0: This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at channel one You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programmes are also available on TuneIn, and via satellite, Eutelsat 16A, on 11.512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 megasymbols per second, standard DVB-S2, modulation 8PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions.
1: Hello, I'm your host Elena Anakia bringing you the news, but first let's take a quick look at the weather picture. It's rather cold but sunny across most of Romania with maximum temperatures ranging from 4 to 13 degrees Celsius. The noon reading in Bucharest was 8 degrees. And now the news, the headlines. The wording Romanian language will replace Moldovan language in all legislation of the Republic of Moldova. The European Cybersecurity Competence Center will be inaugurated on May 9th on Europe Day, in Bucharest. And nominations for the Gopo Film Awards have been made public. The wording Romanian language will replace Moldovan language in all pieces of legislation in the Republic of Moldova, after the country's parliament passed a law in this respect. The law enforces a constitutional court ruling from 2013, according to which the 1991 Moldovan Declaration of Independence, setting Romanian as the official language, has the authority of a constitutional text and forms a single entity together with the constitution. The European Cybersecurity Competence Centre will be inaugurated on May 9th on Europe Day in Bucharest at the Polytechnic University, the university's rector Mihnea Costoiu told Radio Romania. He also said this is the first European agency headquartered in Romania's capital. The European Cybersecurity Competence Centre has 4.5 billion euro budget for investment. Bucharest could thus become a hotspot for global leaders in cybersecurity, given that the EU is laying a great emphasis on digital economy and protecting companies and citizens in the online environment. The center aims to increase Europe's cybersecurity capacities and competitiveness, working together with a network of national coordination centers to build a strong cybersecurity community. It will develop and implement with member states, industry and the cybersecurity technology community a common agenda for technology development and for its wide deployment in areas of public interest and in businesses, in particular SMEs. Romanian Foreign Minister Bogdan Orescu stated on Thursday evening in Bucharest during a gala marking 30 years since Romania's joining the International Organization of La Francophonie the organization's role as institutional mechanism dedicated to political educational scientific economic and cultural cooperation Aurescu pointed out that romania has a substantial contribution to the programs of the organization of la francophonie a community of 88 countries on five continents built around the french language he also said that given the regional and global impact of the russian war against ukraine The Francophonie's objectives, that is peace, democracy and respect for human rights and education for sustainable development, are more important than ever. The nominations for the Gopo Film Awards have been made public. The film Metronome, directed by Alexandru Belk, got most nominations, alongside Immaculate and Good People, with 10 nominations each. 700 film professionals are invited to vote. The awards ceremony will be held on April twenty-fifth in Bucharest. The unemployment rate in Romania in the last quarter of 2022 went up slightly by 0.4% to reach 5.8% according to the National Statistics Institute in Bucharest. The highest unemployment rate has been reported among the young people, almost 23%. The rate is by 1.2% higher among men as compared to women and three times higher in rural areas compared to urban areas. According to the National Statistics Institute in Bucharest, around 7.8 million people in Romania are employed. And that was the news coming to you from Bucharest Radio Romania International.
2: The Romanian government has taken a further step towards the exploitation of natural gas from the Neptune Deep Perimeter in the Black Sea. I'm Lucramiara Simeon with more in this commentary by Corina (music) Krista. A new important step for Romania's exploitation of natural gas in the Neptune Deep Perimeter in the Black Sea. Was taken on Thursday with the signing of a declaration by Transgas OMV Petrom and Romgas regarding the conclusion of the natural gas conveyance contracts announced by Energy Minister Virgil Popescu the contract represents a firm commitment for the development of a gas pipeline between Tuzla and Podishur. the Prime Minister Nikola Chuko also showed.
3: The
2: document that has just been initialed envisages the construction of a natural gas transport pipeline on the Tuzla-Podișor route, which has a length of over 300 kilometers estimated at 500 million euros. This investment will make it possible for the gas from the Black Sea to enter the national transport system in the technological hub of Bodishore, and thus reach economic operators and households in the localities connected to the system," said Prime Minister Chuka. The Prime Minister also said that another benefit of this project is the connection between the new sources of natural gas in the trans Balkan Corridor and the vertical corridor, which the Brua pipeline is a part of, which connects the entire region of Bulgaria, Romania, Hungary, and Austria, according to a Transgas press release. The creation of a transport infrastructure to connect the natural gas available on the Black Sea shores and the Brua corridor is a project of particular importance for Romania in terms of energy security, and the signing of these contracts is the main condition for the development of this infrastructure. We are experiencing a historic moment for the region's and Romania's energy security. After the successful completion of the Brua Phase I gas pipeline, after the successful completion of the Ungen-Kishino Gas Pipeline, after the completion of the works that allow the international transport of natural gas in the reverse-flow technology at all interconnection points, and after the start of gas exploitation from the Black Sea shallow water parameters. Now we are at the start of the construction of the Tuzla-Podishor Gas Pipeline that will allow the natural gas exploited by OMV, Petrom and Romgas, from the Black Sea to reach the national transport system and, implicitly, each locality from Romania that has access to the natural gas network," said the General Director of Transgaz, Ion Sterian. Rongaz emphasized that signing the contract is one of the necessary conditions for the implementation of offshore investments and of those aimed at the development of the transport infrastructure necessary for taking over the gas from the Neptune Deep perimeter. We believe that the Black Sea has a significant potential for natural gas production, and Neptune Deep is a strategic project for OMV Petrom and for Romania. It is at the center of our 2030 strategy and will have an essential role for Romania's energy security. We are planning the final investment decision for the middle of 2023, with production to start in 2027, the OMV Petrom officials stated.
4: The Moldovan Parliament decided that the Romanian is the official language of the Republic of Moldova. I'm Cristina Matescu with this report by Bogdan Matei. <laughs> the movement of national revival in the present-day Republic of Moldova has often been described as the only revolution in the world to begin on behalf of the mother tongue. On the 31st of August 1989, during the Soviet regime, the parliament in Chisinau, picketed by some 750,000 people, which at the time represented a sixth of the country's population, voted to declare Romanian the official language and replace the Cyrillic alphabet imposed by the occupiers after the annexation of 1940 with the Latin alphabet. Moldova went on to declare its independence from Moscow on the 27th of August 1991, after a failed neo Bolshevik coup against the last Soviet leader, the reformist president Mikhail Gorbachev. The founding document of the new state, the Declaration of Independence, adopted by MPs while several hundred thousand people were gathering in the center of Chisinau clearly stated that Romanian was the language of the republic's majority local population. Three years later, however, the parliament, dominated by the left, adopted a constitution whose Article 13 stipulated that the so-called Moldovan language was the official language, thus reviving a concept that had nothing to do with history or linguistics, but everything to do with Soviet ideology. In almost half a century of occupation, language had been the main instrument used by the Soviets to shape a people different from the Romanian people. With very few exceptions, Romanian writers were not part of the school curriculum, and Romanian language books and newspapers could not be found in the Republic. In order to make a career in the Soviet era, one had to speak Russian first of all. Linguists, however, both Romanian and foreign, were always clear on the following point. The language spoken in the Republic of Moldova has such slight variation from the Romanian language that it can't even be considered a dialect of Romanian, like those spoken in the Balkans, A-Romanian, Megleno-Romanian and Istro-Romanian. The fact that for more than three decades after Moldova's independence a false concept continued to be tenaciously cultivated by some politicians can be easily explained. Following the recognition of the idea of a shared language, the idea of Moldova's reunification with Romania gained more and more traction. However, Moldova's politicians feared that in a united Romania they could lose their relevance. It wasn't until the clear election victory two years ago of the Presidential Action and Solidarity Party that a critical mass was formed in Parliament, willing to put an end to this absurd situation. Despite fierce opposition from the pro-Russian parliamentary minority, formed by the Communists, the Socialists and the Populists, the pro-Western MPs of the Action and Solidarity Party passed a law stipulating that the wording Romanian language would replace Moldovan language in all the legislation of the Republic of Moldova, including the Constitution. The law thus enforces a constitutional court ruling that the Romanian language is the official language of the Republic of Moldova. Constitutional judges ruled that the Declaration of Independence has the authority of a constitutional text and forms a single entity together with the Constitution. And that was Radio Newsreel.
5: Focus on Romania.
0: Next in today's broadcast, it's hit of the day. Listen to scent of a woman, brought to you by Arando Marquez and Tavi Colon.
3: Parfum de cu comore stai via de mi dulci de mi sec urmele grele doar tu le sti nu se vă doar tu știi să le stergi fiindcă ti-n trece și doar Stop.
5: to Radio Romania International.
0: The future starts today.
5: Welcome to our geopolitical feature. I'm Kalin Tsuyo. Gender equality refers to the equality between women and men in terms of rights, treatment, responsibilities, and their economic and social opportunities and outcomes. Equality exists when men and women have the same rights, responsibilities, and opportunities in all societal sectors and when the various interests, needs, and priorities of men and women are evaluated equally. Brussels defines gender equality as one of its core values, a fundamental right, an essential component of economic growth, and a fundamental principle of the European pillar of equal rights. However, in spite of progress that has been made, Inequalities between men and women in the workplace, in work placement, in terms of quality of life, still persist over 20 years since the turn of the century. According to a common declaration of over 20 embassies in Bucharest and the European Commission representative office in Romania, what is essential in achieving gender equality is assuring women's full equal, effective, and significant participation in private and public life, including political representation and at the management level of decision-making. Also, the signatories emphasize that women and girls have a right to a violence and discrimination-free life. The European Commissioner for Equality, Helena Daly of Malta, speaking in Bucharest, said that the progress made in terms of gender equality in the European Union are still at a low level and are uneven in spite of visible signs of change. She added that the European Commission is working on building a Europe in which women and girls can prosper and can lead on an equal footing with men without hindrance. She spoke about women's economic and financial independence and about the tools for balancing personal and work life. In Romania, 46% of women, as opposed to 25% of men, are caretakers for children, aging persons, or people with disabilities within the family. The situation is far from balanced in terms of gender representation in politics. Women are not represented properly in national parliaments and governments, including in Romania. And that is not beneficial for democracy, as the commissioner stated. Another discrimination issue is the pay gap, as women are generally paid less than men. Gender equality was an issue tackled for Radio Romania by Professor Andrea Paul. The professor said that women want equal rights women want to be competitive as individuals in the political, social, administrative, educational, and economic systems, in that she believes that Romania can be a much stronger nation if it granted these equal rights to men and women alike in decision-making roles. She spoke about equal treatment, responsibilities, equal pay, and equal opportunities. In terms of the pay gap, Romania leads in the European Union with the smallest of pay gaps, and I think this is good news. In the rest of the Union, things are more complicated. That is because, out of inertia, we had an education system that facilitated High education and gaining high-end skills among women and girls so that would be the good news but what we are not managing to yet capitalize on are these competencies gained in higher education in public decision-making. In terms of private decision-making again things are much better but not regarding the boards of big-scale companies. There is a recent government decision to propose a minimum quota of 30% for the boards of companies listed on the stock exchange. In other words, to have no less than 30% of these boards be either men or women. However, at the grassroots in the real economy things stand as you know. We are far from this percentage of representation. We are also two decades behind other European countries in terms of quality of life. And one of the channels by which this was achieved was gender equality according to Andrea Paul. She said that we are just starting to talk about a 30% quota, but this decision was made in developed countries around the world 20 to 30 years ago. This is the kind of gap in mentalities that we have to overcome. Of course, we have the exponential changes of our times in terms of digital advances. Women's voices are much more clearly heard, which leads to a compression of history, so we don't have to wait for another 30 years to balance things out. But we have more reading to do, and to better understand perspectives and talk with more confidence about gender equality. We should respect feminists because I think the term has gained a negative connotation. In reality, we should thank all the feminists who have allowed our access to the vote for today's women. You have been listening to The Future Starts Today. You are tuned to Radio Romania International Broadcasting from Bucharest. Report of the Day
4: Hello, I'm Cristina Mateescu. Today we are going to look at a digital project launched recently which aims to pay tribute to the 125 victims of the pogrom against Bucharest's Jewish population from January 1941. The city's Jewish quarters were ransacked and the people taken from their homes or from the street and killed in various places around the city or on the outskirts. The names and addresses of those people were identified by researchers and can now be found on a virtual map of the capital city. Architect Astrid Rodman, the initiator of the project entitled The Virtual Memory of the Bucharest Pogrom, explains how it all began. Usually, when we walk down the street, we remember many details, such as shop windows, the facades of the buildings, etc. However, we rarely notice a commemoration plaque on a building, or rarely stop to read it. I think in this city, always busy, always on the move, there's also room for an alternative discourse of remembrance of such unhappy events, which must be kept alive in the collective memory of the inhabitants of the city. The idea came about as part of a doctoral thesis I finished in the summer of 2022. I began from a piece of information I found in one of the books I had read for my thesis, a book by Matatia Skarp which contained a list of the 125 victims of the pogrom, both their names and the addresses where they lived or from where they were taken. (music) The virtual map of the places where the 125 victims were taken from also contains next to each address a short biography and photographs of the location from today or from the past where that's possible the lives of those people and their tragedy are thus brought back into our memory architect astrid rotman explains
6: I have taken the list together with Voluntari am, uh, pe mm-hmm. vechi, al, vechi al
4: Together with volunteers, we took the list and identified these addresses on the old land registry in maps in of Bucharest from 1939. Then using modern technology available on the internet, we juxtaposed the old maps with maps from today, and we were able to identify where those addresses are today. In some cases, the houses no longer exist, but the plots of land on which they stood still exist. But there are also cases where the houses are still standing. Sometimes we find that a whole section of the street still exists, but the rest, including the place where the respective victim lived, is all gone. And then in other cases, everything has simply been reconfigured, mostly during the 1980s. The virtual map of the Bucharest Pogrom will be constantly improved and updated.
5: Next in this program, sports.
2: Welcome to Sports Weekend with Mila Kramiora Simeon. In the Indian Wells Tennis Tournament, the Romanian player Sorana Krista, 83rd in the WTA classification, was eliminated by the Polish Igaz the world we'll leader uh, in the quarterfinals in two sets, 2-6-3-6. For her presence in the quarterfinals, Sorana Krista received a check worth $185,000 and 180 WTA points. Now rugby. The Romanian national rugby team plays the third-place match of the Rugby Europe Championship playoff with Spain on Sunday. The match will take place in Badajoz, Spain. In the final on the same stadium, Georgia will take on Portugal. In the semi-finals, Portugal defeated Spain 27-10, while Georgia defeated Romania 31-7. We pass on to handball. In the Champions League women's handball playoff, the Romanian team Rapid Bucharest will play the first leg away from home against the Slovenian team Krim Ljubljana for qualification to the quarterfinals. Also in women's handball in the Europa League quarterfinals, the Romanian team SCM Vlcea plays the first leg at home against the Danish team NF Handball. <laughs> Now, news from football. Sepsis Gheorghe and FCU Craiova met again in a match remaining from the 23rd stage of the regular football season of the Romanian Super League. The previous match was interrupted in the 26th minute due to xenophobic chants from the Craiova fans. Initially, Sepsis Gheorghe had won 3 0, according to the federation's decision, but later the decision was cancelled and the final decision was to replay the match. Yesterday, SEPSI crushed FC Ukrajova 4-0. And following this result, the team from Svontoghe will play in the playoff, replacing the defeated team FC Ukrajova, who will play in the playout And that's all from sports weekend.
5: to Radio Romania International. Coming
0: up next in the program here is Music Highlights. I'm Eugen Nasta. Today we celebrate the maestro Valentin Giurgiu, who will be 95 on March the 21st. We begin with the first five movements of Robert Schumann's Suite Scenes for Children, Opus 15. We end music highlights today with an excerpt from a piece composed by Valentin Gheorghiu, a trio in A major for the piano, violin and cello. Performing are Valentin Gheorghiu on the piano, violinist Gabriel Kuroitoru and cellist Marin Kazaku.
6: Thank you.
5: Living Romania
4: Coming up next in this broadcast stay tuned for Artscape
7: Hello and welcome to a new edition of our arts and culture program. I'm Cristina Mateescu. Romania and Japan recently signed a strategic partnership which also paves the way for even more opportunities for collaboration in the field of cultural production. So to mark this special moment in the bilateral relationship of these two countries, we're going to dedicate today's show to three recent examples from the world of contemporary dance, literature and film that put the spotlight on Japanese culture in Romania. Stay tuned. Interest in Japanese culture has been growing steadily in Romania in recent years, especially among young lovers of Japanese animation and comic books. However, collaboration in the field of the performing arts between the two countries goes back a long time, with Japanese theatre companies making regular appearances at some of the biggest theatre festivals in Romania. Later this month, lovers of the performing arts will have an opportunity to catch up with Japanese contemporary dance, as Romania is on the list of a four-country tour of Europe by Japanese award-winning dancer and choreographer Ruri Mito and her company. They will give a workshop and perform two pieces inspired by Japanese culture, Sumika and Matum. Sumika, which means dwelling in Japanese, is a form of abstract poetry, formed by bodies constantly changing in form and quality, elaborately and delicately tangling and untangling. Sensitivity of body, preciseness of movement, breathing and sensation in the skin are important components in Ruri Mito's work. And this can also be seen in her solo piece Matu, also to be staged in Bucharest this month. next in this show let's look at one of the most recent japanese books to appear in romania first published in japan in 2012 where it sold over 2 million copies if cats disappeared from the world by genki kawamura is now also available in the romanian language having become an international bestseller in recent years while this was kawamura's first novel He was already well-known in Japan and abroad as a film director and producer, with the blockbuster animation film Your Name among his most successful projects.
5: You are listening to Radio Romania International.
7: A researcher in popular culture who has published a book on Romanian anime fandom called Japanmania in the Romanian cultural space Alice Teodorescu attended the launch of Kawamura's book in Romanian by the Humanitas Publishing House a few months ago. She enlarged on Kawamura's versatility as an author.
1: He's at the
7: intersection between book, film, animation, and more recently also video and music. Genki Kawamura is a storyteller, and he says he likes to tell stories in the medium that best fits them. It's fascinating and rare at the same time to see an author who moves so easily between so many different genres. Apart from being a director, writer, scriptwriter, He's also the producer and close friend of other stars of Japanese pop culture, like Makoto Shinkai and Mamoru Hosoda, having produced some of the most popular Japanese animation films today. If Cats Disappear from the World is a moving story about a young postman who is diagnosed with a terminal illness. The devil then appears, offering to give him extra days in exchange for making one thing in the world disappear. A journalist, Cristina Stanjulescu, who also attended the launch of the book in Romania, said the devil in Kawamura's book is a very special kind of devil.
1: This is a
7: devil that dresses as if for an exotic holiday, and its name is in fact Aloha. This is a fun-loving devil. It negotiates with the protagonist one more day to live and another and another, in exchange for making something in the world disappear. It may seem like an easy negotiation, but it's in fact very difficult. The book approaches, in a very delicate way, very serious issues like death, disease, one's relationship with one's parents, family, love, and even the way we live today. How our lifestyle has changed in the last 10 or 20 years with the advance of mobile phones and technology. The devil is a constant presence in the book. It negotiates constantly. But what's remarkable, apart from how it dresses, is that it has a certain humaneness. It really does look like one of us. And this tricks us, and keeps us in suspense. While making for very easy and pleasant reading, if cats disappear from the world, is anything but light. It has many different layers and deals with very difficult subjects. It has depth, but it's also entertaining. As for the themes and characters in the book, they are very similar to those in Japanese animation films and comic books. Alista Odorescu explains. First of all, it deals with the protagonist's inner life, which is expressed in the first person singular, which makes us relate to him. Secondly, like much Japanese pop culture, it approaches universal themes through an emotional lens and a special kind of sensibility, which Kawamura excellently captures. Thirdly, the cat is a symbol similar to the spirit in many Japanese animation films, especially those in the area of magical realism and fantasy, that accompanies and helps the protagonist, not unlike, in fact, the companions from fairy tales, at times playful, at other times encouraging the protagonist, to ask questions and discover
1: himself.
7: Following the success of the book, the publishers are also planning to translate and publish other books by Genki Kawamura. Speaking of Japanese animation films and their success in Romania, a Bucharest hosted at the beginning of March, the third edition of Izanagi Japanese Film Festival. The five productions screened explore Japanese spirituality as reflected in anime, focusing on the idea of harmony with oneself, one's past and future, one's destiny and the supernatural and human forces that influence the lives of the characters in these films. The highlight of the festival was the 1997 blockbuster production Princess Mononoke. Set in the 14th century, it follows a young princess cursed by a boar god as she sets out on a journey across the land to seek a cure for the curse. Here's a clip from the English-language trailer.
3: In a time when gods walked the earth. An epic battle rages between the encroaching civilization of man and the gods of the forest.
0: When the forest has been cleared and the wolves wiped out, this place will be the richest land in the world.
3: It's a war which threatens to unbalance the forces of nature. It will be a battle the humans will never forget now the fate of the world rests on the courage of one fearless princess
7: i'm not afraid to die and i would do anything to get the humans out of here and one brave the lineup break. of the izanaki japanese film festival also featured spirited away from 2001 about a 10 year old girl who accidentally wanders into the world of spirits as she travels with her parents to their new neighborhood A Letter to Momo from 2011, the heartwarming story about 11-year-old Momo who moves with her mum to an island after her father dies, The Boy and the Beast from 2015, which explores the impact of trauma and the fear of pain on the individual, and The Tale of Princess Kaguya from 2013, based on one of Japan's oldest legends, The Tale of the Bamboo Cutter. The Izanagi Japanese Film Festival seeks to promote an understanding of Japanese culture in Romania, as well as cinema and new art forms in general. And that's all in Artscape today. Until next time, from me, Cristina Mateescu, it's goodbye.
5: Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International... simply folk. Tita Borbulescu was born in a family with a keen interest in music, her father being a famous fiddler in the Arges county, southern Romania. Here she is now at the microphone with a love song from Moltenia, a region in southern Romania.
0: With that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 7350 kHz in the DRM system and on 9770 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at twelve hundred hours UTC on 1780 and 21 470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at ri.ro channel one. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye.